Again, friends, welcome to the People's Pitch Podcast, the show dedicated to your Minneapolis City Soccer Club. I am your host, John, and joining me as always is my co-op partner in the FIFA game of life, Mr. Nathan Morales. <laughs> uh, Nate, what's up, my friend? Have you been hitting them sticks lately? Yeah, dude, you know it. I went on uh, the Ultimate Team and I bought up all the Minnesota United players I could, and then uh, they all got hurt or traded. <laughs> <laughs> Or scored on or miserably. Score, you know, it's just a miserable. It's just held, sucks. Held underwater. It sucks. So. Well, I had a little uh, interesting thing. So I'm, I went back to my roots to pick Kaiser Slaughter off the Bundesliga two. They've got like seven strikers on their roster. I hate starting yeah. a franchise with so them. So I, um, I took them. I was like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dedicate to Kaiser Slaughter and get him back up. Then on Saturday, I got a little drunk and I started playing. I couldn't, I couldn't do it, and I fucking lost my job. They fired me. <laughs> <laughs> I lost four in a row. I got fired from a fictional soccer club. Harsh. So, anyways. Twice um, fired from Kaiser Slaughter. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, one was voluntary. Oh, um, yeah, right. Uh, one was definitely being fired. Um, so, we say it every time, but we mean it this week. We have a great show for you folks. And, like last week, we say it's going to be a light week because there's light news, but actually, this is going to be a long one. So, definitely uh, buckle up. We're going to talk a little preseason friendly action. We took on Shattuck. Um, that went down this past Saturday. We also have a player in the house who played in that game and will provide us some insights throughout. Um, you know him by two simple letters, but we know him as much more. Um, AO, Mr. Aaron Olson is here. AO, how are you doing, buddy? Thank you for coming on the show this week. Hello, hello. Thank you for inviting me. Excited to be here. You were early. I, if you want to give me that credit, I'll I will give, take it. I will give you that credit. Yep. Um, and then finally, if the stars align, which I think they may, we'll have a member of the coaching staff that pops in for a bit to chat. But before we get started, um, a little bit of a congratulations to uh, our soccer cousins across the across the the, the, the city. Yeah, man, uh, huge four to two win for the Loons this weekend. I was happy to be there and be a be a part of history once again. Uh, I thought that after the Salt Lickers scored like three minutes into the game, that this was just going to be the same old track played on repeat. But you know, uh, I don't want to get into this too much. But uh, Mulholland, he scored like three game winners in the playoffs to to bring a title for the Thunder, or for the Stars. I mean, yeah, so, Stars. Yeah, so it's like fitting that, that guy scores against Minnesota United hmm. in their first ever victory. It was like a, lot, a whole Minnesota thing. I was watching on TV. I thought. That's kind of cool. It was pretty cool to see Molino and Ramirez and your best friend, uh, Venegas, <laughs> make something happen in the <laughs> on the offense. I, I like that a lot. I liked Brent Coleman stopping the ball with his nutsack. Okay. That, that, was a, that was an excellent defensive move. Um, <laughs> Never and, saw it coming, did you, Ford? Nope. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so we have our first win of, uh, of the ever. First win ever. And it was cool being at the game because I ran into all sorts of people. I ran into Duncan, Duncan Whirling, which was funny. Uh, I ran into Dan and Sarah and even Will Kidd was floating around around the stadium. So if you go to games, make sure to wear your city gear because you never know uh, what kind of friends you're going to find at the TCF Bank Stadium. I mean, yeah. Go Loons. Go, go Loons, but wear your city stuff. Yeah. <laughs> My other so, club is a Division Four team. Yep. So on that beautiful Saturday afternoon, uh, before United took it to the Salt Lickers, City was in action. Yes. 
in a in Fairbo in a friendly against the Shattuck DA. Yes. So John and Ao, uh, I know you guys were both there. But before we get into the game, what are some things, John, that we should know about Shattuck? Because these these really weren't your average high school kids, were they? No, they're not your average high school kids. So it, it was the under eighteen development academy, and it's currently in the final stretch of their season. Um, and they're nine seven and two in the DA um, in their uh, overall, and then they're. Um, we found out is they're fifth in their division, which is a 10-team division, which puts them at an eight-seed wild card for the, the DA playoffs. And we're talking like the So they've got a pretty strong division. We're talking like the Columbus Crew, the Chicago Fire. Like there's good people in their division. There's also MTA, and they're kind of like just scraping above the bottom. But they're like, they're like the stoke of the uh, MTA is, of the DA. They're oh, okay. like not quite good enough to ever be in the Champions League, and like sometimes in Europa. This year they're kind of sometimes in Europa. All right. So, um, so but, um, as far as who we played, they feature kind of some highly touted national players. Uh, a guy that goes by the name of Mitch Hammer. I thought nice. that was a great name. So she for an eighteen-year-old. Yeah. What's your name, Mitch Hammer? How do you not give him a sc- soccer scholarship? He needs to have a mullet. Right, and then um, the division's leading goal scorer, Logan Sullivan, who uh, did not hit the score sheet against us. So. Uh, Hats off to the defenders uh, in the room and not in the room. And then Mike Fang from um, St. Paul. He plays on the U16 um, national team. He actually did score against us on a, like a really impressive individual. Um, uh, he kind of dribbled like four guys and scored. But his brother plays with Steve at Green Bay, Brian, and actually inquired about playing with us, but kind of came – it's kind of Brian come lately. A little late to the party. Yeah, a little late to the party, so um, we didn't have him in there. But um, they also have uh, another forward, um, the kid who's number 16, um, who he was pretty tricky. He's, he's from United Arab Emirates. His name is uh, Ali Kapasi. I looked him up, and he's on some like interesting scholarship thing from UAE, so hmm. uh, that's kind of a thing. But anyways, these kids are technically sound. They play good soccer. Um, they train twice a day, so they're fit. And it was really a good test for us to, to go to 11s, um, specifically for the first time. And the last two times we played them, I think you were involved in one of them when we played them. Yep. It was just, <clears throat> At least one of them. It just it didn't go well. Like Nope. So this no, time, uh, it, it went better for us. But that was kind of my take on it. I mean, Ayo, what, you know, like, what was your take on who these guys are and, you know, what they kind of bring to the table? Uh, who these guys are on our side? Uh, on Shattuck. On like, Shattuck? Who, who we played. Um... Man, you like know, punk bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be, you know, that direct about it, but yeah, <laughs> bunch of punk bitches. Um, no, they they're really good for high schoolers. Obviously, I mean, Shattuck is a program where they bring in the kids and they train every day with that team, and um, it's almost a college setting right before they get to that level of, of play. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that it's really good for the development of the players, um, <clears throat> but. Yeah, I'd say, in my opinion, playing on the back line, the number 16 up top, what did you say his name was? Um, his name is Ali Kapasi. Ali Kapasi. He kind of posed kind of the only threat. Um, mm-hmm. The little the, kid, the too. Little, the little guy, number 10. Yeah. Um, that oh, that scored there. Oh, that was Brian Bang. Brian Bang. Or Mike Bang, sorry. Mike Bang. Um, obviously a great individual play there. Um, but, you know, it just – it was a circumstance of kind of the game and, and how that individual play developed. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't necessarily as if he was a threat all game. Um, he was just a threat in that moment. Exactly, exactly. But it, it's always fun to go down there and play Shattuck. Um, yep. They have they host us. They, they host us. us yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 
it really helps us and I hope it helps them um, mm-hmm. from the sounds of it. It does. Uh, they, it does and also uh, it maybe checks their egos a bit. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it. I don't get too much into that, but they... <laughs> Basically, my conversations with them outside of just like, thank you so much for having mm-hmm. us was at some point the gloves come off and the stuff that they try to pull because they say like we're grown men and they're just high school kids like kicking after the play and stuff to try to like gain an advantage. Like mm-hmm. pretty soon we're going to not be nice about it. Right. And it'll just completely stop. <laughs> um, but that's just how you police the game. But they're great hosts. Um, like they film the game. They're going to send us the game film so that you guys can watch it oh, and awesome. um, stuff. So, so yeah. Cool. John, what is the Shattuck DA? Like, you mentioned that they, uh, they've been playing against, like, the Columbus DA, the Chicago DA. They're not affiliated with a team in Shattuck, are they? Well, that's kind of a tricky thing, Nate. They were, um, they were last year affiliated with Minnesota United going into MLS, and then something happened, and now MLS, uh, Minnesota United's doing their own thing. Okay. So, hmm. yeah, I don't so know. So they were going to be, and that's why they're in this well, they division, were. or they always have been? They always have been in okay. division. They're basically a soccer boarding school. Right, yeah. Not just soccer, but like... That's where Sydney Crosby went, so they're, yeah, went, so yeah, they're like a... Sport. They're just yeah. a sports Tio boarding Bunbury school. Went there. Um, yep. You know, Luke Hackinson, who played with us last year, was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically, it's a development academy for sports, mm-hmm. and this is just their soccer program. Um, you know, I think they kind of got fucked by Minnesota United. I don't know what happened, but it seems like on paper like that. You hope it didn't happen, but... Um, you know, they've already talked to me about we have some players that are aging out that are from in town next year. How do we get them hooked up to try out hmm. with you? Hmm. Um, and it was some some of the kids who weren't there. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and they're not they're kids that, that are choosing to not go to college, have a gap year before they go to college. So they're going to be like 19 when they're freshmen versus 18. Right. Maybe some kids are a little bit smaller, but they're good at soccer. So uh, that growth year. Um, so, yeah, so maybe they affiliate with us. That was, gonna, that was what I, my next question is we've been working with them quite a bit. Well, we played three, four games against them mm-hmm. in, uh, in a friendly capacity. So is there a maybe one-day scenario that we're working towards? Or is this just like uh, we're just trying to get a high level of competition and, and practice when we can? Well, I think what happened like with Luke was we went down there and played them a year ago and then it was like so what are you doing after the academy's over so ha- a like, little bit a little bit of scouting yeah and he's like well i'm gonna go train with minnesota united but i need to get game minutes we're like well, why don't you do both play with us and get a few game minutes um too bad that their team went like deep into the playoffs and we had them for like a month yeah but mm-hmm. then we have those guys like if luke didn't pursue other mm-hmm. avenues this summer after having a great year at creighton he comes and plays with us you know so it's nice we're, we're they noticed us they noticed we can play we can play ball and we're a good organization, so they keep inviting us back, which is great. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Who all from City went down there, made that trip, um, and uh, and then what were you guys as coaches looking to to see from them? Um, so we were we had a lot of we were missing some guys. I mean, I'm sure you can attest for it. Like there were some trial guys that were playing, some segments guys that came in, um, but we were missing. Uh, so we had we, we had Elder, we had Peter and Goal. So they each split 45 minutes. Both goals came while Peter was in that not indicative of how well Matt played or how well Peter didn't play. Just that the goals got scored when he was in. Um, we had Ao, Joey, Max, Charlie, um, a trial guy named Jovan from Saint Olaf, um, Whitney who went down with an ankle sprain. Um, and only really played like first 15 minutes. Um, Will Kidd, um, we had from Stegman's, we had Nick Hutton and Ryan Camerata, who was with us last year. Um, and Nick was with us in the Open Cup before he got injured. Um, and we had Wexler, Martin, Miles, Timmy, and Javi. Oh, yeah, sweet. So first first look at Javi uh, mm-hmm. in our in our 
jersey in a game situation. That's pretty yeah, cool. Um, if you wouldn't have come like right when the game started, that would have been great. Oh. He was there like <laughs> warming up. But, uh, so you said the score was three two. Yeah, the score was three uh, two. We sh- like you were saying, we should have probably put like oh, at least been, six goals. Should have been ten zero. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It just yeah, our finishing boots were left in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But well, I think that's what happens, you know, first right. time outside, stretching the legs, trying to get back in the swing of things. Um, shooting on a big goal. Shooting on a big goal. Yeah. Why, yeah. <laughs> Sunshine. Why we can't hit a big goal, I don't know. It's, right. It might be a little Well, you were saying, like, reason. before we hit record, you were saying that even, like, when you hit the field, there's a huge difference between playing indoors for the sun, for the winter and then now you're outside and you just don't know what to do with all that space. Right, yeah. The difference in spacing is just completely noticeable. It's um, It was great. You know, it's awesome to play 11s. Um, Especially when it's beautiful when outside. It's the, yeah, probably the first great day of spring. So I uh, can't complain about that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you, you know, you just got to work out the kinks. Um, and I think that each each game we play, uh, 11 aside, we're going to get better and better. It, it wasn't a poor showing by any means. It was the it best showing that we've showing. had go- going down there since Absolutely. I've been involved yeah. with them. Sweet. It's very encouraging. And not even having like eighty percent of our team really, right? Maybe about twenty percent of our team, right? Nice. So, uh, key takeaways from this game moving forward, you know, we've got Minnesota to uh, to gear up for on May fifth. Uh, you're hoping to kind of use this game as a as a springboard to even. We might get in know, one more. Kind of working through that right now. Um, don't know who it'll be yet, but I got some some stakes in the fire. But it was definitely a great start. Um, you know, I don't know what Minnesota's going to throw at us, but. I feel like it's going to be a little bit different than Shattuck. Maybe, um, well, bigger opponents, stronger, but maybe not as technically good as a team because they mm-hmm. don't play soccer every day and their mm-hmm. season's over. Uh, but it's for charity, so it'll be a good game to get into. Yeah, beforehand. yeah, totally. Uh, but as far as like what we saw, we saw goals from uh, Ryan Camerata with an assist from Tim, uh, Miles scoring from assist from Tim, and then Javi scoring on an assist from Miles at the end. Um Things I heard the miles. I, I was talking to Dan at the at the United game, and he said the miles goal was just like he was angry because we just got scored at, and oh, yeah. he just he went through the whole team. went through the whole team. Yep, like it was mm-hmm. uh, that that FIFA World Cup commercial or something where he just, he just, just run through the all the yep you just run through all the dudes and second goal, second goal, second goal was great. Yeah, I mean he did all the work. You know he made the tackle. He got up. He gave the ball away, went and got it back. Gave the ball away, got it back, dribbled a couple guys, gave it, uh, passed it for a give and go, and then notched it. Yeah, the um, best is when he went around one guy, he was just talking shit. He was oh. Like, <laughs> you, can, you can always count on Miles for a good celebration. He's like four yeah. yards behind the guy. He's like, so something like, fuck you, bitch. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny. But I think, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, I don't, I don't. Mean to uh, toot my own horn here. I gotta correct you though. I I gave Cammy the assist. Oh, on did that you? First goal. That's fine. Uh, yeah. You can you can blame uh, everyone else I talked to. Because oh. I didn't quite know who it was. I thought yeah. it was someone that. Uh, I thought it was either you or Charlie getting up on the wing that got him mm-hmm. the ball. Yeah. Uh, but no, we'll give you we'll give you the credit where it's deserved. I look at me. I'm even running. I might it might be my only points of the season. I just gotta. <laughs> you gotta you gotta, gotta take it. You, you were getting that's up. Right, that's right. I was gonna mention it when we talk about the key takeaways. One fitness factor, you can probably attest to it, like around seventy minutes. Oh we went our bad. team kinda hit the wall. <laughs> really? Like, yeah, yeah, because we I mean we we just started fully practicing. I mean guys mm-hmm. were going through the fitness stuff on their own and the program fitness program that um, Adam kinda sent out. But like game minutes, like you don't unless you play them, it's just like 
you hit that wall, you're like, yeah, like first five minutes, everyone's buzzing around mm-hmm. and then it's like, you get in a groove and then halftime comes and then you got like another like 15 to maybe 20 minutes, 10 probably. And then it's just like right in the face. Mm-hmm. You're like, holy shit, sub. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that one, that took over and that's when they scored their second yeah. goal. And it was kind of just like a weird bounce and some weird shit. But anyways, but key takeaways, playing well together already. Light years ahead of last summer, oh, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think the next thing I had here was Open Cup connections continue. I think mm-hmm. you saw like um, Joey playing in the back line with Charlie and even like connecting with Ryan and, um, and uh, Hutton mm-hmm. and like... T- Miles, like guys were used to playing together instead of being like, we have to put a team together. You guys go out and figure out how to play together. Right. It was more of like, we're going to take the style we, we learned in in the Open Cup, sprinkle on what Adam's starting, and we're just going to keep the momentum going forward. Um, I also thought that Miles as the number six, um, with he was we're going to get him more advanced, but he, due to injury, AJ came up with an injury in training, um, played the number six. I thought he played fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like I thought he was probably the biggest bright spot we had on um, mm-hmm. on the field. Um, and I, I kind of coupled that with um, with Max. I don't know what your take was on Max being the first like the first time seeing like playing mm-hmm. with him full sided. I was really impressed. I thought yeah. like he did well and for being a nineteen year old. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you can kind of tell he's you you can tell he's a little timid out there, mm-hmm. um, just playing with other other men men right instead of boys exactly because everyone else's own age compared to him is is a child i mean we're talking about an infant this guy is max he's max max Max. he's max (laughs) 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 so um no but totally correct i mean he did a great job um i think one one area where he can really develop is his distribution Mm -hmm. but um you know, speaking from experience, when I was his age, that was also the area that I needed development in too. It's just mm-hmm. how much game time have you had? How much experience at that level have you had? Can you see the lanes? Sure. So sure. And I thought um, before we get to your play, I thought um, uh, Hutton was a bright spot. Just his work. Always. His work rate. Um, <laughs> Let him run. The best is so <laughs> Nate. Uh, I don't know if it was Timmy that did a give and go with him, but it was something where he got like sprung free. And it was, he was like on the six yard box. It was it was off a dead ball, <laughs> oh, yeah. it was, and they it was off a corner or something that they had kicked in, and uh, and then it had bounced around in our box a little bit. It came out to me actually, and I got my head up and saw Hutton one on one with their center back, and I thought to myself, all I got to do is put the ball at half or like get it get it up to him, and he's gone. So I and he took off and he took off. Yeah, I mean I kicked it. Probably to have field in the air, and he took a touch off his head. Yeah, and forward, then, and then just like flew by. And well, then he was a track star at the year, right. so yeah. like, this guy's fucking fast. But yeah. the one I was talking about was where someone played him through on the six yard box, and he shot it off the post, and it busted him right back in the oh, face. Oh yeah, <laughs> he had, a, he had mean, just gotten the in. very first play. The he very had. first play yeah. he had. Busts his nose and gets and the old tampon up the nose. <laughs> um, uh, I thought Timmy's hold up play was classic Timmy, and I thought mm-hmm. um, from your your perspective. Um, you got forward a ton. You were able to like get beyond. Chad doesn't usually happen, right? Yeah, you got a nosebleed. You're up so high. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but no, you got forward a lot. Um, you know, and you were able to like do some stuff on target versus having to just defend. Yeah, so that was great. Which is awesome because now you in the system that Adam wants to play, like you guys have like freedom to 
Absolutely. Follow up and down the wings. Yep. And I think that um, the personnel we had in the middle of the field definitely allowed for a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was uh, Whitney on the wing, or uh, is his name Gi- Giovanni? Giovanni. 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 Hit both of them on the wing in front of me. Um, just was a great outlet for any passes and also was did a very good job of creating space for me or someone else to get through. Mm-hmm. So like tucking in and letting tucking in, Yep, tucking in and allowing the overlap. And then Martin, oh my gosh, man. He he was playing ball after ball, just through ball, just little little, yeah. little just finesse balls that oh they were perfect. I, you You're know, just running onto yeah, him like everyone was. Everyone <laughs> was running onto him. Do you ever him. see that um that gif of like Frodo just running through the, the field and it's like when an outside defender sees open space? That's how, that's how you were, man. You were just, just galloping through like hell yeah. I'll send that to you. Okay, um, sounds good. So But so you mentioned Whitney got hurt. Yeah, to kinda of close the loop here, um he rolled his ankle, not super great. Um, but he's been injured before. We'll, we're just going to shut him down, get him evaluated, and then give him all the rest he needs to get back. No, like, trying to get back early. Yeah. It's going to be, like, you have to be 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, do the rehab, um, get after it. But, again, uh, first thoughts were we can only get better from here. Trainings are starting to get regular. Um, we have an influx of both in-town guys coming back uh, who were injured or who just couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. Um and then the out of town guys start rolling in, like it's gonna get sweet real fast, and like super excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know what mm-hmm. your take is on the game itself and how how excited or how disappointed you might have been, whatever your feelings were. Excited is the word. <laughs> that is the word. Nothing but. All right. Speaking of excited, we've got Aaron Olson in studio. You've heard him. He just said something. He said excited. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's nice to have a familiar face here, man. Uh, you know, you were the defender for – you were one of the key defenders for Minneapolis City uh, oh, all you. last season, especially down the stretch as we as we really needed hmm. that veteran presence. Uh, so it's great to have you here. Before we talk about City and, and your post-college background, I want to I dive into kind of your high school and yeah, college career absolutely. because it's something that we like to cover and kind of get the background of um, – you like like most of the players on our roster are pretty well decorated. We like to we like to recruit uh, <laughs> players with a little bit of a pedigree. In high school, now you went to SPA St. Paul Academy. That's correct. Are you yeah. from St. Paul? Uh, just south of St. Paul, Mendota Heights. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So a four year varsity letterman at SPA mm-hmm. uh, from 2004 to 2007. You played right back. You played right mid. You played center mid. Even a little bit at striker. A little bit of everything. A little bit of yeah. everything, which is great. Whatever the team needs. Uh, Tri Metro All Conference 2006 2007, uh, and you were the captain of that of that team. What's Tri Metro? Tri Metro is the disband. Now it's a now disband conference um, that. St. Paul Academy was involved in, as well as uh, their main rivals, Blake, Breck, Minnehaha Academy, um, several others, uh, MPA, Mounds Park Academy. Um, Now, I I believe the conference is almost the same. It's just not called Tri-Metro. It's some sort of independent conference. So you were among the state leaders in points in 2007, uh, which led to an all-state selection. So you were all-state in in 07. Are there any names familiar to us that might have been on that team with you, that all-state team? Uh, Well, one who I've heard is now playing with the Twin Stars is KP, KP Toure. Okay. 
He did. Was he on our roster for the Open he Cup? He was on our roster for the Open Cup. That is correct. We were yeah, super excited he, for him, and, and he came yeah. down last time we played Shattuck. Okay. Um, the previous game. Yeah, yeah, I remember that name. All right. So he's always um, he's all his name's always been out there. Um, also, let's see. So I was on the small school side, right? There was a, it's always one A versus double A. Right, right. That's Based on the, like yep, yep, yep. That's how they do that kind of game format. Um, and then. So Colin Monasterio would have been on the uh, the large school side. I, he was probably one of the bigger names my year of graduation. So um, whether or not you're familiar with his name, I'm not sure. But I'm not. But that's yeah. all right. So you you also you're multi-skilled because you lettered you have, you're a two-year letter in basketball <laughs> uh, and an all-conference honorable, yeah, honorable mention in yeah. 2007. Okay. What position did you play in basketball? Uh, I was I was guard. I was either at the point or shooting, which you don't want me at either. I'm just going to say that right now. Uh, I, I should caveat that uh, at St. Paul Academy, a very small private school, it was not difficult as long as you were athletic to letter in anything you could, that you wanted. You could just sports, all sports. Yes, yes. And uh, and that helped your four years. Uh, you know, we've been able to see the speed and the, and, the, and the endurance on display as you played for City, but you did play, you were in track for four years. Uh, also, all-conference, all uh, 2006, 2007. Um, and then... Yeah, then you went on to Trinity University in San Antonio, Texas. What brought you to a, a Minnesota boy like you with fair skin out to the desert? Well, it's not the desert. Kind First of. of all, San Antonio is beautiful. I mean, it's, Texas is all there, <laughs> there's There's a bit of green down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a little bit of lush life. Um, <laughs> the river walk. The river walk, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In fact, that river's green sometimes, so... <laughs> Uh, but what brought me down to San Antonio? Um, you know, my parents weren't very knowledgeable of athletics in general, so a couple of nerds, couple of <laughs> yep, couple of, no, well, that yeah, that's pretty much true. Couple, couple of journalists, Sweet. so yeah, and not sports journalists. That's my kind of people. Oh, that's my kind of people. Prize winning the Olsons. NBD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but they they handed me a book. Uh, when I was looking at colleges because they, they knew I wanted to play soccer in college. So they handed me this book that was um, it kind of evaluated every single team out there at every single level out there. So, I mean... Nice. You got to do your research. Yeah, exactly. got to do your research. The better, uh, not the, uh, the popular mechanics guide to college. Or consumer reports. <laughs> yeah, consumer consumer reports. That's what you're talking soccer. about. Con yeah. Yep, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, Trinity was a very highly ranked Division three school. Um I had aspirations of going Division One originally. Uh, I was not offered any uh, real spot on any Division One team. I was offered walk-ons at almost every school that I had gone to a camp at or had contacted, but uh, Trinity had actually given me a recruiting spot, So, uh, along with a scholarship. Now, obviously, Division Three doesn't offer it's athletic scholarships, but yeah. my academic scholarship probably have a bit of athletic influence. That's nice. Yeah. That's so, nice. Yeah. No, that's, that's no, what's that like when you're going around and camping to all these different schools? I mean, that's a lot of travel. You think like when you're, when you're high school, junior, high school, senior, and you're, you're going on tours to, to campuses, that's tough enough on, on you and the parents, but like you actually got to go and try out and spend yeah. a lot of time on campuses, meet with coaches. Yep. That's a huge time commitment. It is big time commitment. Um, I think most of my travel was done late in the summer of my junior year of high school. Um, that's kind of the year that 
everyone's looking at you yeah. um, and that you get you try to get your name out there uh, but yeah it was just me and my dad in a car and we would just roll around the Midwest um, that's cool NPR. yeah oh so much NPR <laughs> oh my god you know it because I mean my mom used to work for NPR oh so, of course yeah, yeah. Um, and, so so there um, Trinity is the Southern Collegiate Athletic Conference the SCAC the SCAC, the SCAC. The, the, the SCAC. S, I like the SCAC better. I like but we'll call it that. Um, so you redshirted in 08 due to a broken leg. What what happened there? Uh, it was a broken ankle. <clears throat> um, it's on your leg. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I literally looked at broken funny, ankle on here and I said leg. I don't know what. Fun, I mean, not not so funny story. Um, I was actually slated to start as a freshman in, at, at right back the uh, for our home opener. It was the third game of the season. Um, and in between the week that we had come back from our first couple games on the road and that home opener, uh, I was coaxed into playing an intramural basketball game with my oh, freshman. Oh, that's how it always happens. Oh, and you broke your ankle playing hoops. Yeah. Really, yeah. dunking on some guy. No, uh, I my ankle oh. was it was one of those double entendres. Like he broke my ankles. He actually broke my ankle <laughs> when he crossed <laughs> me over. <laughs> I mean, I will, I will say I got. That's just the most embarrassing thing that's yeah. ever happened to you. Yeah, I stole the ball from him, but I wasn't able to actually grab it because I couldn't move after my ankle was broken. So, uh, so tons of honors in college. Obviously, after the red shirt, you you were very successful. You cat, you're the captain in 2012. Um, what else, John? Um, you won what's called the Timothy Tito Isom Award for the. It's kind of like a team MVP award. Correct. Correct. Yep. Um, so sometimes that award aligns with you know the most uh recognized player uh, in terms of most likes on like instagram kind of <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> that's not where i was going with it but <laughs> sure uh no i was uh, you know i'm trying to say um someone who who gets the recognition from the coaching associations the uh ncaa and at large um okay. other other years uh as was the case with my year um you know i wasn't necessarily I didn't have many statistics to follow my play, but um, you know it was just it was really nice to receive that award because it it meant that I had gained the respect of my teammates. Um, yeah. And and whether or not the coaches association or the NCAA saw me as you know the most valuable player on the team, the teammates saw me as the most valuable, which valuable is sometimes player more on the important. team. Which is yeah, absolutely, yeah. it's the most important. So as far as like actual honors though, so you were um, a conference champion in from 28 to 2010, and then in 2012, Sweet 16, 2008, 2011, and 12, Elite Eight in 2008. That that was like your that was the one. Um, and, but you were nationally ranked at the end of each season. And um, in your time there, you were a combined 87, 9, and 10, which is it's pretty fucking cool, man. That's a lot of wins. Yeah, it's a lot of wins. You know, there was a um, – it was it was just a way of the way we play. You know, for, first of all, okay, our conference was not a very strong conference. I'll, I'll give it that. But uh, we did have to travel the most geographically spread out um, course of travel in any – conference of the division three ncaa division three so kinda like city last year kind of like city last year so yeah i mean that was a challenge in itself to you know remain on top of your game when when you've got all this travel going on in the background mm -hmm. um sure but yeah i basically what that means is you know 
one loss during the season and then one loss to end your season and that's how that's, that's right. how most of our seasons went so so um obviously well decorated um and and i like how you talked about team success you know there was some individual stuff in there but a lot of the things when i asked you for give me give me some stats give me some yeah. AO stats yeah you put down all team stuff which is great um that's all there is it's just all it's team all, stuff. It's all team. <laughs> uh, so um you played a bit of international soccer tell us a little bit about that <clears throat> how you got hooked up and and did you play with anyone or against anyone that we we know of Ooh, uh, you know, I wouldn't be able to give you the names of the players, but apparently when I was down in Argentina with Team USA, um, there were a couple players on the Argentina side that were Boca Junior players. Players, Yeah. Or either in their reserve system um, about to make their debut. They, they're Boca hyped. Juniors players. They were hyped. Yeah, yeah. Yes, they were, they were very hyped. Um, and they were very good. We, we got rocked. <laughs> yeah, um, I had just you know it was in, it was great experience for me and I'm assuming everyone else on that side because um, when we played those teams in South America, like I had never seen teams use as small of lanes as they did, use the sidelines the way they did, use their um, technicality the way they did. I it was eye opening um, and humbling all at the same time. You're just like I can I can run faster than you. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's about yeah, it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I got a couple nutmegs in, and I just left the field after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, see you guys. So what were you, yeah. what were you doing down there? And was it what team was it for? So it was for the Pan American Maccabi Games, which, uh, in layman's terms, is kind of the Jewish Olympics. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm sure they're the Christian Games. Um, no, I no. Think those are like the real Olympics. Those are the real Olympics. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. So there's yeah. there's um, four years rotation. One is the traditional Maccabi Games that is held in Israel every four years. Um, the next is the Pan American Games, which is held in a different South American country um, every four years. Uh, and then the other one is, I think, the Australian Maccabi Games. And then there might be an off year. And there. you got recruited for that? Uh, no. So <laughs> you get to sign up? You, you got to sign up. You got to sign up. The tryout process is a little convoluted. You send in an application, and somebody—I'm assuming the coaches—all go through them, and then pick a player pool from that. Uh, you go down to Miami for a week and have a trial, combine. little combine yeah. action, uh, and then from there they pick the team, and whoever isn't picked goes home. So thank God cool. I got picked. Yeah, because that would have been kind of a waste. So that's still That's a thing. Like we don't. Yep, that goes on. Um, that's, it's, yeah, wow. it's continuing. I never, I well, let never me know where to send my letter of recommendation for you. Oh, yeah, appreciate it, yeah. So how did a, a, a Jewish international such as yourself find your way to Minneapolis City? Like, there's got to be a little little bit of a road. Um, it's through the Stegmans route, probably like everyone else. Yeah, yep. And you, um, seem to have, you seem to have been a winner everywhere you go, right? Through Whether it's Stegmans or, or well, college. Because with Stegmans, right, the interna with the international F internationals, from 2008 to 2015, you've been there for what? That's seven years. Yep. Um, the Minnesota Cup champions in 2011. Yeah. You had, uh, of course, then Segment City in 2016, which are the MASL champions, mm -hmm. and uh, the Minnesota Cup champions. That's a big year. Yeah. And uh, and you were the club player of the year for 2016, <laughs> voted on by all Segment's team 
manager. Very so humbling award. Again, absolutely. The people yeah, love I wish, you. I wish I could remember it. Just a big ass trophy. You. <laughs> you were in the basement of Honey, blacked out. Yeah, I uh, wish I could remember oh, it. No, it was the W. Yeah. Yeah. It was the W. Yeah, with a big ass trophy. With a big trophy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I kept going around saying that I had won an adult spelling bee. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, this girl goes, "What would you win the trophy for?" An adult, adult spelling, spelling bee. That's like <laughs> she goes, "What was the winning word?" And I, he goes, "Couch." <laughs> there's a hidden R in there somewhere. Yeah. There's gotta there's be a hidden R. There's gotta be. So that's the tricky part. But um, yeah, you know, last year was amazing with uh, Stegman City. Uh, definitely couldn't have done it without the infrastructure and kind of general leadership of the directors of the entire club, Stegmans. Um, but with exception to that year, you know, the wins keep piling up, but. The trophies have not. Trophies so have been, have been trophies running have dry. Been very difficult to obtain. Um, I guess you could say that a summation of my career is kind of very high. It has a very high upside, a lot of potential, but essentially a choke artist. <laughs> Are you going to be on that Stegman's team that plays the Bavarians, the Stegman 77 team? Yes. Newly renamed. Yes, that's Some very exciting. Wearing well, the captain's armband. Oh. oh. Well, you, you did a good job wearing that armband a couple times. Yeah. Yep. Is that when you got that yellow card? Uh, I don't think so. No. You had I, one job. I had, I had one job. I know. I just I saw the yellow of the armband, and I <laughs> couldn't help myself. So let's dive into City a bit. Uh, you're now in year two of this experiment. You've uh, And pretend that John isn't here, and, and he can take it anyway, but how did year one go for you? Year one, for me personally, was a lot of fun. Um, definitely... Uh, enjoyed meeting and playing with all these players that were also of a very high level. Um, <clears throat> you know, I consider myself really fortunate to have been able to start, I think, most of the games, probably every game except for the one that I was um, your big stat disqualified is, for. Your big stat is played every minute of every game you were eligible for. Yes. That's true. Yep. Um, but beyond that, it's just it's an awesome, awesome idea. It's the, the team concept is great. Um, I was talking to you a little bit about this a little bit before we got on the podcast. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, the fact that, you know, all of our players are homegrown, um, trying to keep it very local and, and have that sort of identity of this is your city. Yeah. You know? These players are from here. Uh, half the people in the stands know somebody on the field. Mm -hmm. And it just creates... It creates a, a relationship that so many teams don't have. So, yeah, and it gets people excited, it gets the fans excited, and it gets the players ready to – I mean, players want to play, you know, for absolutely. the place they grew up. Yeah. Um, so a lot of big changes this year, obviously, roster changes, organizational changes. Mm -hmm. um, how do you see that coming to life on the field? What differences do you see uh, when you're playing, when you're practicing? How does, it, how does that feel? Yeah, absolutely. You know – <clears throat> Last year, um, and I think this was actually said on a previous podcast, but and I think Adam mentioned it. Uh, you know, year one of anything, it's is going to be tough. Um, you have done some research. I know. Yeah. So smart. It's going to be tough for the. It's going to be tough on you. <laughs> wait, till, wait, the, wait till the speed round wait, comes, man. <laughs> I'm ready. It'll go fast. At least it'll go uh, fast. No choking. Yeah. So, I mean, year one was I think great. Like we we definitely created a good groundswell of support, um, mm -hmm. but. Yeah, just we needed a little bit more professionalism with our, I'll say it, with our coaching. Mm -hmm. um, and, 
you know, not to knock Keith at all, but I think he, I think he was entrusted with maybe too much just on himself. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see that Adam has, you know, two, three, four kind of assistant coaches. Like a, out yeah, there. he's got four assistant coaches. Yeah, he's, he's almost got a six-man coaching staff. Four assistant coaches, and then and Jeremy's kind of his advisory position. Right, right. Yeah, yeah it's great to have Jerry around again, yep. as always. Yep. Yeah, which is the perfect job for him, just such, being an advisor. Such a just a counselor, just the. Yeah. <laughs> Such an addictive personality. He, yeah, he's the team guidance counselor. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. So once upon a time, I inter- I interviewed you after after a loss, and you gave me a total smart ass, uh, total smart ass interview where you did it from like the the basically you parroted the cliche sports press conference answers of like yeah. you know everyone needs to give hundred percent. Keen Peel. Yep, yep. 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 Uh, which is pretty. That was pretty funny, uh, in in hindsight. <laughs> didn't, didn't even do it that well, but I thought it was great. I thought it was pretty okay, good. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, how does that dry sense of humor translate to like your team interactions? Now that you're one of the veterans on the team, are you bringing that kind of like low key uh, lightheartedness to, you know, to to the team? Are you busting everyone's balls real subtle, like, or are you just kind of keep them quiet? Yeah, you know, I I would hope that my personality, my sense of humor, kind of acts as a bit of a um, like I try to diffuse any tension. Not that there is any tension, but um, or just nerves in general. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of my way of dealing with it. Uh, so I'm I'm just hoping that, you know, I can make friends through my interactions such as that, um, where hopefully people understand that I'm joking. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah people get the uh, people get the sarcasm, right. the dry humor. Right. Yeah. I, right. I thought it was great. The only thing better than that was me surprising Wexler when we interviewed him in Des Moines about. Oh, with the on camera. <laughs> no, 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 that was a different time. This he clammed was, up. This is the one where I asked him. I was like, "So, how how are we better than Minnesota United reserves?" And he was just like, "Uh, uh." He just, yeah. I got, I got him. He hates an interview. Yeah, he does, but he he wants to be on so on the podcast. So oh, all right. We will loosen him up with a little little bullet. Little bullet. It seems to help. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Um, so what are you looking forward to from the team this year? Is there anything that kind of jumps out as a, like, yes, I can't wait for that? Um, definitely playing with players that uh, have played at levels even higher than what we're at right now. You know, bringing in Coleman, bringing in O'Brien, um, bringing in coaching staff that have played at higher levels, just the experience factor, um, gaining perspective on the game from them. You know, it's always – always always helpful to have someone who has experienced a higher level um you know just that iq to have that iq on the field to have that level of of um i don't know the word i'm trying to say but i think professionalism is what professionalism yeah it's just a lot of situational experience like exactly we even saw it in when you're talking about veterans, like even in the U.S. Open Cup match, yeah. you know, Lanny Madison, Lanny Madison comes on 90th minute. And just helps kill the game. And just helps kill the game, yeah. right. Like, right. you know, does what he needs to do. Um, you know, we score, the, we score the go-ahead goal, and then it's like, and then it's, uh, and then it, and then he helps kill it. He knows exactly, mm-hmm. you know, where, to, where, the, where the ball needs to go and all that stuff, so. Well, um, kind of bring it all together here, is there a team – on the schedule that you just want to take right to the house and just take do- right to the house. Let's see. Thinking about it, um, you know, VSLT. I'd really like to uh, just kind of assert our dominance as the metro area team to beat. Hit them over the nose with yep. the newspaper. Yeah, yeah. You know, we <laughs> we uh, <laughs> the Stegman's team. The Stegman's team 
um, had a couple to a few players that were, I won't say stolen. Recruited. But were recruited yeah. away and are now going to be on the VSLT team. So, um, yeah, that'd be fun to kind of let them know, well, you joined the wrong side. What uh, what happened last time you played the VSLT team? What happened last time? Yeah. I think Stegman's beat them in the championship of Minnesota Cup, maybe 11-0. Yeah, oh. That's what happened. So. Oh, well. No bulletin board material here, but... They got some work to do. Our amateur... Our, uh, our, <laughs> Our reserve side will beat your reserve side. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ao, it's uh, it's great to have you back for the season. Yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully, anytime you want to come on the podcast, you just let us know. We'd be awesome. happy to have you on. Can we uh, get, like, work for a couple hours? Yes, please. You want to stick around <laughs> a little bit? You know, have yeah. a beer, have a little bourbon, uh, while we bring on our next guest because we got the speed round coming right up. Sounds good. All right. So a few weeks back, we had head coach Adam Pribble on, and he kind of ran through the staff. And today we are blessed to have the man who replaced Adam's role last year uh, in Coach Doug Sidney. Doug, welcome, my man, to the show. How are you doing? Thank you. It's very cool to be here. I'm doing great. Thank you. Just sitting in the back, chilling out, listening to AO talk about the Jewish Olympics. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you bring some levity to it, but (laughs) I got to say, it's – Really cool to sit in on an interview with a player of his level that is as modest and as humble as he is. Mm-hmm. And that is awesome to have. And you've actually put a, a culture together on your team. I'm sure we'll get into this too. That I mean, you can keep, you, you can say it again mm-hmm. if you'd like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and, and you're sitting right here, AO, but I don't care. But it's very, it's very cool to see someone that has that mindset and that's probably attributed a lot of your success too so so can you help settle something between adam and i um we know that you're a man of many talents and uh goalkeeping and playing soccer one of them coaching Uh, but you're also an actor you work in advertising do some voiceover stuff some spokesperson but what is your actual job is like is it being an actor or or a coach or um yeah yeah what yeah no yeah Great question, legitimate question. So I've gotten to do my acting here in the Twin Cities for the last 14 years, Mm -hmm. and I have always had another full-time gig as well. Um, Acting stuff is great. You're kind of at the mercy of your industry. Yeah, I love the work. It does ebb and flow, and there are a lot of factors to it that you're not in control of. Mm -hmm. Um, You sort of, you know, Doug's got to pay the bills. Yes, Um, and so I've done a number of things. I was in the restaurant business for a long time. Um, I coached. I did goalkeeper instructing for a number of clubs and things like that, which would I enjoyed doing that supplemented. But the last two years, um, I have a full-time sales gig as well. So I'm okay. in home renovation sales. Perfect. A, so you are a salesperson. I'm in sales. Perfect. So uh, we were both wrong. So thank you for What were your guesses? I mean, you know, we, I thought you were a full-time actor. Uh, but I also thought, being that I work in advertising, that like maybe very few people could be full-time actors in, in Minneapolis. But you do a lot of work in Minneapolis. Um, if you go to Doug's website, which is, oh, uh, you're too kind. It's I have my website for my my acting work. It's uh, DouglasSydney.com. Yep, check it out. Doug does some. Doug, you were you were a Nazi hunter in a movie. Yeah, yes. like check out Doug's work. It's 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 pretty impressive. But um, anyway, so we'll we'll you know we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later. Right. But Thanks you are fun. from yeah, no problem. That's that's the whole reason why we do this. Right on. Um, so you're from Minnesota, correct? Where did you? Uh, where are you from? Where did you go to school? I am from here. I grew up in Burnsville. Okay. So I've, I grew up in Burnsville. Uh, we moved from. My parents are both from Iowa, 
Okay. And they moved up here, and we moved from Excelsior to Burnsville when I was nine months. And it's so like I, back in the Braves days, right? The entire yes, the entirety <laughs> of my childhood was in Burnsville. Okay. And we were the second to last. Yeah. Class, when I to graduated. To be a brave. Yep. To be a brave. Nice. Yep. Nice. Yep. Okay, so you go from from Burnsville, <laughs> and you go to play for Notre Dame. You're a Golden Domer. Um, what made you go there? What, what was the process from Burnsville to Notre Dame? So kind of a cool story. Um, actually, a really cool story. My my dad growing up was a huge fan. He was a Subway alum. There's a term. Yeah. Subway oh, yeah. alumni yeah. are huge Notre Dame fans yeah. that don't necessarily attend there, but they're big fans and supporters. And that was my dad's dream his whole childhood to go to Notre Dame. And I thought he, it was for his son to go to Notre Dame because that, that also was, could be a dream. It was his first. So, so – the story, as the story continues, he applied to Notre Dame from high school, and that was the year that he um, he was drafted as well. So he was he was in the Marine Corps. Okay. While he was in Vietnam fighting, he received his acceptance letter into oh, Notre Dame. Oh, sweet! So he was, and he says today that that is what that is what got that him. That brought through. him back. Yeah, yeah. He put two tours in. And so he was going to attend the uh, fall after he returned. Mm -hmm. That summer he met my mom. Okay. And he did not end up going. He decided oh. to stay in Des Moines where he was from and get married. And yeah, went to school in Iowa. He went to Drake. Okay. Which Division One school um, as well. But so growing up, I was born with the onus that I was raised with it. There are most of <laughs> most of the photos of the two of us growing up were in Notre Dame gear. Nice. And That's an awesome story, man. I didn't get there till I was in sixth grade to our first campus visit, but mm -hmm. at from that visit on, it became mine. My goal as well. Yeah, I wanted. It was to your north there. star as soon yeah, as you got there. Exactly. That's awesome. So, what was it like? It was Big East then, right? Mm -mm. When I started in '92, we were in the MCC. Oh, Midwestern okay. Collegiate Conference. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm well aware because uh, my sister went to Marquette. My sister's the yep. same age as you are, and okay. they were in, they were in the MCC for a while yep. as well. Mostly only for basketball, though. Okay. Um, but yeah, I remember the old MCC. Yep. So how was it like playing Notre Dame? Um, it was great. It's a um, it was very yeah. It was probably. they they recruited nationwide, and so our team was from all over, and okay. so there had to be a lot of. Um, a lot of team building and there needed to be a lot of chemistry that had to happen in a really really short amount of time because mm -hmm. the college season is extremely short and quick and fast and Sounds intense familiar. yeah I mean all of us know that um, <laughs> so that was very interesting um, having players from all over but at the same time too there were you know he was bringing in a, he, he had a couple of national team players every year so mm -hmm. we had the you know the, the highly touted players coming in and it was always interesting to see how they fit into the system. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a great experience. Who was your coach when you were there? I played under Mike Berticelli. Okay. Or Berticelli. And he was with, he had come from Greensboro. Yep. He was at UNC Greensboro. And he, he I was believe, there for a while, right? I believe he played in a national championship. He didn't win. Mm -hmm. um, and he was there for a long time. And then he was at Notre Dame for a while, too. Mm -hmm. And he passed away very suddenly as well. He had heart failure. Really? So oh, they were the, the university was great, and they named the uh, the field that they play on now after yep. him. So I played for him. Um, yeah. So. All right. So you have had a pretty extensive career. Most recently, bringing the Stegman Soccer Club its first ever co-ed league championship. I did not know it was the first ever. Well, for co-ed, yep, uh, it's our first ever co-ed team. So you set the bar high. 
Um, but um, like you could really top that with any of your other career accomplishments. But tell us a little bit more about your playing career um, after Notre Dame. So I, it was a neat experience. I went out to Los Angeles for graduate school right after I graduated, mm-hmm. and I was at Loyola Marymount, and yep. I was very interested in coaching. Um, they had a Division One team, and I went out and talked to the head coach about being uh, working with their goalkeepers. And I went out and started preseason with them, and they had four goalkeepers, and by the first week, two of them were done. Injuries. Um, I think another one was, wow. was academically was ineligible. After two weeks? Just It just came to be the last year. He just wasn't even ready. And I was going to say, like, come come on, to, dog. No, it didn't yeah. come, weeks, didn't come to light that he was, shouldn't even have been. Two yeah, weeks. right. <laughs> and so they were down to that. Um, we played we played UCLA first match of the year and their starter he was he had he had been their starter last year just got creamed so they were down to a backup who had a couple years experience I ended up getting rostered because I myself talking about what you happened I broke my leg after my sophomore season so you had an extra year eligibility so I had two years left oh, I wow. missed my last two years there How was, did you break it, I was in a car wreck Oh, here oh, over the yeah, summer no, while I was that. training. Oh yeah. no! And yeah, and so not dumb shit like Aaron. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> not like getting crossed over by, by John Stockton. <laughs> and I was sitting over there, and the moment he said yes, so I got talked into a pickup game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like the coach, the coach nightmare. Yeah. Right. Right. So I had eligibility left, so I ended up getting rostered. Um, so with them, so, so you play oil and Marymount? Yep, and home of Hank Gathers. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Which is a beautiful campus. Um, I ended up finishing my graduate school here in Minnesota, so I did come back, back, got reconnected with with coaching and playing right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been coaching as well as playing since I finished college. Have you ever coached or <clears throat> excuse me or played for a team that's really anything like what Minneapolis City is trying to do? I. Coached and played for another one of our semi-pro teams here, and so it's really great as a basis of comparison. And some similarities, too. Um, the the squad that I coached with and played with a couple years ago, the um, there was a – John, you and I have talked about this a lot. The, the arrogance seeping into the culture of the team, it's mm-hmm. great to play with confidence. It's great to have great players on a team, and it's great to have a swagger when you're out in the field on the pitch. But when you can make that transition – into having a strongly knit culture that's based on, um, you know, respect for the game and things like that. And everyone just getting along. That's the ideal. Yeah. yeah. So there was a little bit of that as well, um, but not to the level that I immediately noticed with Minneapolis City. So to most people who don't get it, your job as a goalkeeper, or the job as a goalkeeper, is really just throw your body around and, and try to get in the way of the ball. Right, but there's so much more to it than that. We've talked to Big Game, Big Game James about it, talked to Duncan about it, talked to Elder Matt, about it. talked to Adam about yep. it. Uh, so, like, what as a coach, what skills are you trying to develop in training? Great question. It, and it, it really depends on the level of the keeper. I've, I've been able to coach goalkeepers at all different levels. It depends on the level, and it depends where the, the goalkeeper is at, um, and it also depends on what is, what is expected of the goalkeeper. And, again, that's going to depend on the team. But you want to you want to first of all start with with a um, a technical foundation, and then you want tactical prowess as well. 
and intertwined in that, which is essential, is, is athleticism. Mm -hmm. um, I tell all of my goalkeepers, I firmly believe this, I adopted this belief, I feel that the goalkeeper is the most important position in sports. Now, that can be argued. But <laughs> what I've used in my coaching is, is communicating that to my goalkeepers because you are the general on your team. And the goalkeeper has a bigger impact on every single game match than he or she ever realizes. Yep. And so um, obviously I'm talking about a lot of the mental component of the position. That's really important too. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say additionally, like, like you said, not only do you have to stay in the game when you're kind of picking dandelions sometimes, yep. you know, with nothing going, on, going down on your side, but you also have to have that, that vision. You're the only one that sees <clears throat> the whole field. I mean, we talked to Elder about this. It's one of the criticisms we really had. Um, when Duncan would come in last year is he needed to be able to communicate more assertively what was going on around the field and uh, You know, there's so what you're saying and I agree so many levels so many different like little intricacies to being yes. an effective goalkeeper And what you're talking about too, kind of the the underlying tone here is that what needs to be felt by the squad on the pitch is confidence in that player behind them, right? It's it's a huge component. He has to have it he or she has to have it, and it needs to be felt and conveyed to the field players. So, what does it take to be a successful goalkeeper and coach? What do you, uh, you know, what are the, you're, you kind of went through some of the things that you need to you need to know more about or to, to teach as a as a as a coach. But like, what does it what does it mean to be a successful goalkeeper coach? I think adaptability and the and the ability to be in a, in it a very brief amount of time to be able to assess where a goalkeeper is at, what his or her strengths are, what we're talking about our squad, Minneapolis yeah. City. So I'm going to talk about, yep. Yeah. We'll talk about city. What he, what, what, where he's at and the way that the system in front of him is being played and how he fits into that. Okay. That's a huge component because at this level, um, all of, all of our goalkeepers have a very strong technical and tactical background. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a matter of, getting really important work done in training in the limited amount of time that we have to provide so that confidence focusing to the rest of the on yes mm -hmm. and so for instance with with Matt this year i know exactly the areas that he wants to get even better at what areas he feels he needs to work on yep. and so we do a little bit of that in every training session but then you also have to kind of rotate those guys too because if Matt gets hurt and uh, James has to come in mm -hmm. you want the rest of the team to know that not to feel on edge, that like, oh, I don't really know what James is going to provide to us back there. Yep, exactly. Cool. So how did you end up with this, with the set of misfits that is Minneapolis City? Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> how'd you get hooked up? As with it us? goes, um, I had played with and coached with Matt and Nate um, and Pete from another semi-pro team. Okay. The season before, mm -hmm. before last. And they all went over to Minneapolis City, and I said, hey, keep me posted. Um, about midseason, Matt hit me up and said, hey, um, can, you, you, can you come out and train me if, if we get, you know, if you can get on the field? Um, and so I hit up Adam and uh, coaching staff last year. So I came out to help out on some training sessions to work with Matt and then got introduced to everyone. I, that's when I was talking about that culture thing that I noticed right away. I immediately thought this is an entire group that I that I would want to be a part of. So you just kind of jumped at the chance when Adam said, hey man, I need a goalkeeper. Yeah, I did it for Matt because Matt and I work really well together. I have a tremendous amount of respect, respect for Matt. He's, a, you know, he does really good work in the back. And so when he hit me up, I was all too happy to do it. And then 
And I'd worked with Adam before. I yeah. We joked about it before, but I got to yeah. coach. Adam and I got to coach with another club, so we knew each other. Well, man, we're happy to have you because, uh, you know, what makes Matt Elder happy makes the rest of us happy. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. How true is that? <laughs> yeah, Matt is yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Have Matt. But, but you also um, helped out a little bit when we were doing the Open Cup stuff. Um, yeah, in the fall. Yep, yep. just to kind of get the goalkeepers going right away because yeah. like, it was really myself and Dustin Brannon and Cole Erickson – three field players and I immediately told Matt I was like get on the horn and talk to Doug and at least get a, a, a session or two before our games start mm-hmm. just so you guys can get used to like goalkeeper stuff yep um, yep all right so uh, we have a very eclectic mix of guys in the goalkeeper room if you think about it you have Ramon who's our development player um, who's 17. Um, then you have Big Game James, who has something to say about everything. <laughs> um, who I coined Big Game James. I've, I don't know if he's that's ever it, played. Yeah. I don't know if he's ever played in a big game yeah. in his life, but that's yep. his nickname. Um, and then you have Peter, who's new to the club, um, kind of takes that Duncan role that was last year. And then you have Matt. What can you kind of tell us about our, our goalkeeper room? Like, how is it when you're like when you because you've had them all together, well, twice. Uh-huh. James got hurt, but I mean, yep. you kind of had them all together yep. maybe a few times. Like, tell us, tell us what that's like. Yeah. What's that dynamic like? The, the dynamic, it's, it's weird. Yeah, 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 I wish I could speak to more weirdness with it, but the dynamic well, is, yet, not is, yet. is, yeah, not yet. <laughs> Season's young. We're in, we're still in the spring, but um, the dynamic is such that um, Matt and Pete and James and Duncan, they all knew each other. So there was, there was an, a, a rapport yeah, and a they bit of, they respected each other. Yeah, there was a mutual respect. Which is rare. I'll be the first to point that out. That doesn't always happen. Because there's one job. There's one job, and it's competitive. Sports are competitive, and when you have one position, goalkeeping is a very alpha position. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, any kind of any kind of temperament can exist among a, a core group of goalkeepers. So, in that regard, um, it, it's it's a nice thing. But at the same time, too, it's a short season. Everyone wants to play, um, and I, I feel that the, also these guys are professionals. They know when we step into the in, in into our area into the box during training, they know to start putting in work. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever have to I don't ever have to worry about that component, which is why I do all of my coaching now at this level. Mm-hmm. This is the level of coaching that interests me and where I want to be in terms of this is where I can be the most effective too. You're not trying to get, convince the kids to do the yeah, the, yeah. the things that they should be doing anyway. Right. The attitudes aren't there either. There's a different type of attitude. You can you can I, I'm the same way with you. Like I'm not gonna go drop down and like coach my son Gus's like U six team someday. That's for someone else. Like for me it's more of I think like, you would lose your shit. I would. I would. I would absolutely lose it. Like, <laughs> God damn it, kids <laughs> I said run over there. <laughs> No, but I, I, I hear that. It's like there's a there's a level of respect for the game and, a, and an ability level that if you're not at that, then you need to get off the field. Yep. And if you can't do this drill at this minimum bar, then you're not going to play. It's not a participant-driven show anymore. It's a – Right. That's where you start sifting out through the – you know, through mm-hmm. the – the colander, the, the players that are gonna that are gonna just fall through, and the mm-hmm. ones that stay are the ones you're gonna you're gonna put out there. So, you get the bullet in you, you get mean. I know it, it's there is a. But we're all here for a reason, though. Yeah. We are all here for a yeah. reason. 
We definitely are. And um, but I, I agree with you. It's it's kind of how it shakes out. One one question I wanted to ask, a follow up to that is, um, how is Ramon doing from a de- development player standpoint? He's only been out to a couple sessions because his club. Um, commitments are uh, kind of get in the way of that, and we don't want to get in the way of a 17-year-old's cl- actual club team. But right. how, how is he able to kind of handle things? I'm sure it's a little bit eye-opening for him. It is, and he talks a little bit about nerves and mm-hmm. things like that, um, but not in an excuse way. Yeah. And he's ready for the next level um, and his athleticism, and he's got a strong technical background as well. This is – there's there's a lot of wide-eyedness with him back mm-hmm. there, but I Which really you, there admire. Be. The, yeah, absolutely at this level, but I admire him stepping in and doing the work that he's done like, thus far. Like facing a shot from a guy like Brian Coleman, yeah. who hits it hard mm-hmm. every time, yep. yeah. and you're 17. Yep. Burns Just, holes in the back of the net. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. Literally injured AJ's knee with a shot. <laughs> yeah, and he's coming out and taking crosses and things like that as yeah. well. And, and taking that's, hits. And, yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So, Doug, thank you so much for joining us. We are looking forward to not only the direction and the and the mentoring, but uh, they pass them on to the members of our goalkeeper room, but everyone on the team. Um, but like I mentioned to AO, do you mind sticking around for a little speed round action? I'm not sure what this is, but sure. Okay, so um, we'll, what we'll do is we'll start with AO since he's been anxiously waiting um, for the, the past segment. But, but first off, uh, the People's Pitch – Podcast Speed Round is brought to you by the wonderful people in the Valley of Gold at Lupian Automotive. Did some asshole hit your car in the parking lot on St. Patrick's Day and take off like it did to me? Well, you're in luck. Head on down to Lupian Automotive and get that pig polished up. Or just screw it. Buy a new car. Seriously, just go buy a new car. Visit Lupian.com for all things car today. Okay, so we're going to do something different. Nate's going to do a little speed round with AO, and then yep. I'm going to take Doug. So I'm That's not right. going to do both of them. No, I'll do the intro here. So AO, we like to ask everyone, if you need a drink, you got plenty of drinks in front of you, three different liquids. Do you, uh, do you need to stretch at all? You know, why not? I think, I think no one everybody... No one ever stretches. Yeah. I like no that. one ever stretches. No, all right. I'm fine. No. Go ahead. You know what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get, little, get uh, loose, man. Yeah. Here we go. Little... That's good. Uh, yeah, why not? You need a little bullet? Let's do a little of everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it all. Little bullet, little stretch. Plus accurate accounting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's just taxes, right? Are you ready, man? Okay. Number one. What Hall of Famer was a 25-time All-Star, held the record for career home runs for 33 years, and wore the Hank number four eye? Nice. What twins were known for their sitcom catchphrase? You got it, dude. Uh... There's only one pair of twins that I can think of that might relate to me. So Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. That is correct from Full House. You've been doing your research. Yeah. Like, well, who was it last time we had on? Was it Adam? Yeah, he had no idea. And we're like, you dumb idiot. <laughs> it was your your cribble question was the very hard. question but he was guessed. that was a tough question though. <laughs> he should have known that. All right. If he what? had listened to the podcast. All right. Finish this lyric. The stars at night are big and bright. Oh, man, I thought you were going to leave me with Bright. <laughs> Deep in the heart of Texas. Yes! yes! Oh, there we go. Got right. it. <laughs> Favorite D1 league, I mean, like, uh, top division soccer league? Uh, professional? Yes. Professional. Yes. Professionally um, amateur. Professionally amateur. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I would say EPL. All right. Favorite team? Ooh, it used to be Liverpool, but now it's Chelsea. 
You are a bandwagon fan. So if you were a hot dog, <laughs> would you eat yourself? God, yeah. <laughs> you are a defender by trade lately. Who is your current favorite defender? Favorite defender? Ooh, it's supposed to be a speed round, but this makes me think. Um, shoot, you know, I always, uh, I always appreciated Marcelo's um, kind of freedom, freedom that he has with his play. Freedom of Rome. Yeah. All right. Yep. The Jenga style as well. Mm-hmm. Always good from Brazilian. Yeah. <laughs> from the Bailey movie. Uh, is, <laughs> is he also your favorite all-time, or do you have a favorite all-time defender? Favorite all-time defender? Um, maybe, uh, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if Roy Keane is a defender, but shit, the way he tackled people, <laughs> man. All right. I got a would you it. rather for you. Would you rather live your entire life, birth to death in a day, and then wake up and start all over the next day, every day? Wait, can we ask this again? Yep. Yeah, would you I rather. This too, and I was like, Wait, what? what? Would you rather <laughs> yes. live every day, born a baby and die an old man? And then wake up and be born a baby again and then die an old man? Or would you rather live your life quantum leap style, <laughs> jumping from person to person every time you go to sleep so you're never in the same body? Oh, man. Um, let's, go with, uh, let's go with option number one. Yeah, I'll right. experience as many lives as I possibly can. But do you get like a Ziggy? Like if you quantum leap, no nah, man, you just gotta figure it out. With like, yeah, but he had a ziggy. And he, just he had a, he had a hologram guy. Yeah, but you know you're gonna spend half the day figuring yeah, out who you, you are. Say, yeah, that's the thing. You know. On the yeah. other one, you're like you're like Sam through the hourglass because you're like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's tough. Uh, right. It's legal drinking age by yeah, half the hour. Right. All right. <laughs> Who is the most dangerous? Sucking winger? a titty when at, at five a.m. <laughs> and sucking a bottle at yeah. at eleven p.m. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the most dangerous winger you've ever had to defend? Ooh, um, you know I don't know about winger necessarily, but uh, when I was in the youth leagues, I used to be matched up one on one with Teal Bunbury all the time, and I would have to say that Teal Bunbury was probably the most dangerous youth player I'd ever been matched up against. All right. So, what you, happened to him? Do you prefer grass or turf? Uh, grass. Real grass. If it's a good field, real grass all day, every day. You are an accountant. What's a frequently overlooked tax law that the average person could take advantage of? I'm going to have to defer this question to someone else in my company. I do taxes. I do audits. So, oh, yeah. oh, that would be irresponsible yeah. of you to answer is what you're saying. All right. Exactly. Thank oh. you so much, Doug. It is your turn. Okay. Um, like we ask everyone, do you want to stretch? Well, I'm going to follow AO's You want to take some time there? Yeah. Um, but you've, you've seen how He's the – uh, laps. Yeah, he's doing laps. <clears throat> you see how the uh, the speed round works. Uh, ten questions. Okay. I'm not moving to the next one until you answer the one before that. All right. Um, do you you know? Do you want somebody else? To, need some water? You stretch a little bit. We're ready to go. Yep. Ao warmed it up. So. Okay. All right. So number one in the blockbuster hit film The Hangover, starring Bradley Cooper and Zach Galifianakis, what was the first name of their friend whom they famously lost? on their bachelor party in Las Vegas and incited twists and turns, ultimately finding him just before his wedding. Fucking Doug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and number two, what international city um, are one in eight people who live there over the age of 65 years old? 
I'm thinking this is a trick question, and we're talking about a city in Florida. No, it's it's uh, it's huh. it's definitely international. But if you were paying attention to uh, to his questions, his first two questions, international city where one in eight people are over the age of 65 years old. It is not an American city. You can just name one if you don't know what it is. Really a city too much longer. Yeah. Close, yeah. I, if you think it's a Florida city, you can say that too. Whatever, whatever. I, that, we know that's not right. What, what international things came up in your discussion? Did you just formulate this on the fly? No, it's been down. Yeah, it's, I, international city over the age of 65. One in eight people is over the age of 65. Uh, just any city. Just gotta throw a guess there, I can't go. It is actually uh, Sydney, Australia. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sydney. Well done. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, so first. first Should have thought really close to home. So what was the first one? What was the answer to the first one? Doug. And what was the second one? Sydney. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> People don't get it every time. Two yep, two, two freebies. freebies. <laughs> yep. Okay, so um, number three, who's your favorite goalkeeper? So I, Oliver Kahn, yeah. and Tony Miola were who I. You I don't have to have a one, up. both those guys, like right. 1A, 1A.5. Right. Yep. <laughs> those were the two that I, that I modeled my game after. Do you ever, uh, side note, you ever uh, read Oliver Kahn or um, uh, Jens Lehmann's book? Where he said that when he took over number one for Germany, that the day they found out, he, he locked the bathroom door and slept in the bathtub because he thought Oliver Kahn was going to kill him into sleep for the job back. No, yeah. I, I can imagine that because I'm not a fan of him. But but still, anyway. Oliver Kahn is not the guy who would suffocate his roommate. Be like, I don't killer. know what happened. He's um, a killer, yes. Uh, number four. So we already talked about your Notre Dame graduate. Uh, you played soccer there. Is it true... That root, there's a Rudy on every sports team at Notre Dame. Like someone who just gets their ass kicked who thinks like, because of that movie, I can be the Rudy of soccer. At that Notre that Dame. legend has definitely breeded that. Yeah. So I, I think in some regards, yes. Okay. Um, so number five, uh, we found out as well, you're an actor by day and maybe by night, depending upon what you're doing. <laughs> um, and your website again is? DouglasSydney.com. Okay. Um, What's the oddest role you've ever had to play? Like, what was the weird shit where you're like, all right, I guess I'll do this? Um, so the oddest stuff is the, is the funnest stuff. Yeah, right. I've gotten to play some really off-kilter stuff. Um, the oddest... Well, I did get... I got cast for voiceover work, and this was probably five or six years ago. I got cast to do the voice of a junior high son it was a it was a mother and his son and they thought that my my voice age was young enough that i could do that so that was pretty strange um, when i went in to read for that and You're like, i'm not a junior high kid yeah um and i got to play a very a very um a very coked up very messed up Washed up child actor in a film a number of years ago. It was a blast as an as an adult. As an adult, and nice. and that that was that was fun as well. Okay, so uh, we're just over halfway there. Number six, do you have a friend named Becky? Any friend that you know named Becky? Yes. Does she have big boobs? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. 
Follow up. What about Ashley? Do you have an Ashley friend who has big boobs? I have a theory. They don't. Wow. What is big? What is big? Just just bigger than just, normal. Yeah. No. Wow. Wow. You broke my theory. Really? You're the first person I've ever met who does not have a friend named Becky Both? or Ashley where one where one of them the does Beckys not The Beckys that I know are very pretty. The Ashleys that I know are very pretty, but they are smaller chested. Oh, what about you? Do you know Becky or Ashley? That's but I know where you're I do. Both smaller chested. What? Yeah. You... T- we had the only two people on earth that I know that in the same room at the same time. Crazy. Theory. Oh, man. Shit. All right. Well, well, fuck that. Okay, so number seven. If you could eat one condiment on everything you ate the rest of your life, what would it be? God, so easy. Sweet relish. Sweet relish. <laughs> but it you don't know a girl named <laughs> Becky with big boobs? It is. Well, you'll eat sweet that relish? so easy for some guy. Or soy. Or soy sauce. Or hoisin sauce. I'm, I, I'm, I love oh, food. Both of those oh, responses. Honestly, you are you are one of a kind. I think Mr. more Doug people Sydney. like sweet relish than they admit. That <laughs> shit is I, so good. I love it, but I also know an Ashley and a Becky with big boobs. <laughs> All right, uh, number eight. Wow, sweet relish or soy sauce. Best soccer moment ever. Could be coaching, could be playing, whatever. Um... So when I was a junior, when I was a junior in high school, we were in the state final, the state semifinals, down at the dome, and we got to go and train at the at the Gopher Training Stadium because it was turf, Mm because the dome was turf. And at the very end of our training session, before our semifinal match, we did penalty kicks after every training session. Well, our starting goalkeeper dislocated his toe on the last penalty kick of the last training session. So that was your soccer moment. So. I had to step in and and take over for him in the semifinals of state at the dome in my first ever varsity start. And what? How old were you? I was. What, what grade were you? I was a I was a junior. Okay, so I was, oh yeah. And went in and had a one zero shutout. Look at this. And he was ready to go. They taped his they taped his oh. foot up, and he went out and had to get new turf shoes that were so he had to get two shoes because one was so big and he yeah. played in the final and we beat spa 1-0 so we went through the the dome without getting scored you just kept it going in that's face. awesome Ayo, all right so i wrote yeah burnsville burnsville beat spa it was yes. many moons ago yeah yeah i mean <laughs> this no, is no, before no. the jewish olympics were invented okay <laughs> <laughs> i was so, uh, i was unaware that we ever played burnsville in a state championship yes did you go to SPA? I did. Sweet. So the, it was it was Leo was on the team, Rob McGee was on the team, Herskovitz was on the team. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean that was that was That was like when Burnsville soccer was jam. That was the golden age of SPA soccer. Yeah. No, no one wants to go yeah. to Burnsville yeah, for soccer. No one wants to go to Burnsville for nineteen ninety. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah. Okay, number nine. Good memory. Maybe you want to stay Every, in the fantasy suites. Yeah, yeah. Number nine. Everyone gets one. It's a would you rather. So would you rather be itchy? For the rest of your life, or be sticky for the rest of your life. Take all the time you need. It's a deep question. It's only a speed um, round. <laughs> Take all the time you need. You know what's to be? I I could I could itch a scratch. To be sticky all the time would bug the shit out of me. <laughs> all right, number ten. We ask this of all of our goalkeepers, whether it be um, Adam 
from a coaching perspective, you from a coaching perspective, <clears throat> or the other guys. So in, in the net, some, you're like on an island sometimes. And sometimes that island gets real lonely and boring because the ball's on the other end of the field the whole time. What's kind of the, the oddest thing you've ever done to kind of keep your mind occupied or thought of while you were on that island? I can give you some examples of some things other people have said. You Go know. ahead. Um, uh, James, what did James say? Do you remember what James said? No. Okay, uh, I can give you one example. Um, Coach Adam said uh, every now and then he'll just get a wide stance and then just kind of move back and forth and like loosen the balls up and let them kind of go back and forth between the legs. Okay. Um, and I don't remember what James said. I thought I was hoping that James maybe... said he wanted the ball what he eats at dinner. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. See research yeah. right here. So what have uh, what have you done here on that island? So I have done this thing with myself where when it's down on the other end. I will do this thing where I will cross my arms and I will say, I'm going to stand here until the last, the absolute last moment before I have to move one step. <laughs> and I want to see how long I can stand there. So I'll stand and cross my legs. So I'm looking like it's, it's this goalkeeper position Yeah. stance and I'll see how long <laughs> I can resist and be like, I can, okay, I can still cover that. Okay. It just went down the flank. I, I get over there in three steps. All right. We're back in the center and I'll stay there. And that's what I'll do. And any of these things are good because they keep your mind active. Yeah, Anything good. to keep your eye on the ball so that you're not game watching and you're still at least tracking. Mm -hmm. So so you <clears> calculate <throat> how, <laughs> how long, long I can until stand you have there to move. before I would have to move. It's kind of like how I wake up in the morning. Like how many more minutes can I hit snooze until I yeah, actually yeah. have to get up? Okay, uh, that's it. You guys got through your speed rounds. Uh, Mr. Aaron Olson, AO, thank you so much for coming. Thanks Mr. Doug Sidney, even though you couldn't pick up questions one and two, we still love I you. I got the first one. Yeah, but you couldn't pick up on the you know, uh, one and two. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for coming. We really appreciate it. Can't wait for the what's going to happen this season. Yes. Absolutely. That'll do it for us tonight, folks. Uh, thanks always to our sponsor, Summit. we got a nice 12-pack here in front of us. Uh, spring is officially here, and there are plenty of delicious occasions to drink delicious summit beers uh so head on down to your liquor store or to your local bar and drink one on the patio of your choice memberships for 2017 they are on sale 60 dollars will get you a season pass it's gonna get you a nice new membership scarf and of course you can uh make what we created your own and so much soccer oh my god there's so much soccer this summer so much if you are not quite sure you wanted to commit to the full uh, to the full membership, that's fine. You got a busy summer. You're that's cool. Maybe you just want to check out a couple games. Loser. Uh, single game tickets are on sale now. Eight bucks is going to get you in if you buy ahead of time. Otherwise, uh, that's a ten dollar ticket. So I don't know what that. You might as well just light two dollars on fire. Head over to Minneapolis City MPLSCitySC.com. You got to get whichever entry method you want to into the fun today hey uh so city is out of the town we're helping kids connect to this fine sport but we need the help and the support of the people if you're looking to align yourself with a fine group uh that loves to give back you are in luck because we do that here in minneapolis city we are a 501 c3 that's doing good all over town by providing those less fortunate to have a safe reliable place to play the beautiful game it's never too early to get those tax deductible donations on the books it's never too early ao mm-hmm Never. Consider giving to the club that gives back. If you want to get a hold of us, uh, it's super easy. You just tweet at us, uh, at the People's Pitch. Uh, you can also, 
we might tweet at you and you didn't just to piss you off. Yep. Uh, or happened you can, today. <laughs> yeah, happened today a couple times. Yep. Some asshole in Duluth. Yep. Or you can get or you can get to us through email at mcscpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, all questions, comments, and concerns are of course welcome. And as always, you can hit up the club if you want to at mplscitysc. Uh, and that's all. Hey, we're gonna be back next week. It's just gonna be me. John's gonna be out of town. Yep. I'll uh, maybe try to Skype in, but. Uh, yeah, so tons more banter. I'm going to try to get a kick-ass guest, uh, and I'm going to leave you with some brand-new hotness tonight from that house band, Go Get em Tire. Uh, the new song, Highway 9, is awesome. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I am Nate. I'm John. John is here. we got AO here. we got Doug Sidney here, and you are the fans. Thank you so much. Enjoy your week, and peace out. You got hoofed. Just silent drive